Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Virgo Constellation Shifts, Part 2. Virgo's desired damsel gives a surprise window camp private performance for him. By Milzy for Literatica. We snogged on her doorstep again, and when she disappeared inside I ran home, straight back up to the loft, and trained the telescope on her bedroom window. Tonight she stood in front of the computer desk with the bedroom light on, facing the window, and unbuttoned her blouse, peeling it off her shoulders in one smooth shrug and allowing it to drop to the floor behind her. She was standing there in jeans and her straining white bra, and I unzipped my trousers and awkwardly pulled out my stiff and aching cock as she reached behind her to unclasp her bra. I saw her big tits full frontal then for the first time, and I watched rapt as her hands cupped them, thumbs stroking the still hard nipples in exactly the way that I had wanted to touch her just moments before as she closed her eyes and licked her lips. Did she know, I wondered, that I was watching her? Was this a show? Had she twigged that the second loft window, the one that I hadn't let her look through in the telescope gave me an unobstructed view of her window? Or was she just doing what she liked to do, touching herself up after she was turned on, whether by the strangers on the internet or by what we had done tonight, and had simply forgotten to close her blinds? Did it matter, I asked myself as my hard cock jerked again at the sight of her unbuttoning her jeans, unzipping them, easing them down past her hips, her panties inadvertently coming down her legs with them. The triangle of her pubic mound stared me in the face, then disappeared as she bent forward, eclipsed for several seconds by her hanging tits as she stepped out of her jeans. I swallowed as she stood again, now totally naked, and she threw her long black hair back over her head and put one foot up on the foot of the bed. I watched her hand slide between her legs and hug her crotch, watched it move up and down as she rubbed herself, watched her pinching her teats with her other hand as she closed her eyes and fantasized about fucking me. Did she know I was here with my cock in my hand, winking slowly? Did she know that we were right at that moment doing exactly what she did with her internet lovers, that I could see her the through the telescope the way that she could see the webcam cocks that had gotten her off so often in the past? Then she turned and touched the keyboard of her PC, and the monitor sprang to life. She sat down still naked at the desk and typed away. My laptop burbled a warning of an incoming message. What are you doing? called the screen. Thinking about you, I replied. That's sweet, she responded. Are you busy tomorrow night? Nothing planned, I fired back. Come over at 8? Love to. Can I ask you something? Of course, Rebecca replied. Can you send me a photo of you? She lulled a reply, asking me if I'd forgotten what she looked like already, then I watched her browse through a folder before forwarding me a small 100k JPEG. When I opened it I saw a picture that she'd obviously taken with her mobile by simply holding it out in front of her and guessing. It was skewed and grainy 
but the more I saw of her the better looking she seemed to be getting. I like that one, I thanked her. I chose one of the better ones. I don't seem to be very photogenic, to be honest. Then she warned, now, no jerking off over it. I know what you boys are like. In a way I was shocked at the way she just blurted that out, but one thing I was learning about Rebecca was that she had a very mischievous sense of humor and wasn't afraid to use either innuendo or overt and frank sexual language. While I'm completely flabbergasted at your tone, I sent back. As if I would do something like that? Bloody good idea, by the way. See you on the bus. Good night, came back, then we both shut down our screens more or less simultaneously. I watched her for a while longer as she sat naked at her desk, exploring the drawer. After a moment out came a shocking pink-colored tube that it took me a few seconds to recognize as a vibrator. She slipped it into her mouth and turned out the light. No, I silently screamed, denied the delicious sight of her spearing her pussy with that sex toy, then my cum sprayed all over the floor, catching me completely by surprise. I was late again for the bus, but this time when I boarded there was a youngster sitting next to her. I put my bag on a seat that a friend had kept for me, then I quickly moved back down the bus before the driver pulled away from the bus stop. I leaned over the third former sitting next to Rebecca and kissed her hard on the mouth for a full five seconds before winking and returning to my seat before the driver yelled at me again. I left her red-faced, while some of the younger kids hooped and laughed. I did it purely because I didn't want her to think that I was keeping our relationship secret. I didn't care who knew I was seeing her, though I had no way of knowing at the time that this act would see me suspended from school in the lunch break. Morning, I grinned at my mate Steve. What the fuck was that, he asked. You and Rebecca Lewis? And why the fuck not, I said, still grinning. What the fuck of her, dude, Steve shrugged. Didn't think she was your type. What is my type? Dunno, just thought you went for more skinny girls than her. Girls more like your size. You usually do when we're out. And where exactly has that gotten me in the last, oh, three years? Hey, I'm not judging, man. If that's how it is then you go for it and don't listen to what anybody else says, Steve went defensive. Mark, another friend, leaned across the aisle and said with a wink, ignore him, he's just jealous. As he should be. He hasn't snogged a girl since his great aunt Mildred on his 12th birthday. Fuck you, Steve gave him the finger as the rest of us laughed. The incident that triggered the suspension happened in lunch break when another sixth former caught up with me while I was sat in the dining hall by myself minding my own business with a paperback. I knew the guy, he was lower sixth, fresh in, and a bit of an asshole. Bigger than me, as were most people near my age, and uglier. Which is saying something, believe me. Becky Lewis, he asked. No, my name's Chris, I deadpanned. And it's none of your business. No need to be a twat. I'm doing you a favor. Oh? She's used. Been fucked before. I've had her, he said, leaning in closer. Just thought you should know. So? What makes you think I give a shit, I stood up, fists clenching at my sides. People were watching now, heads turned by the beginnings of a commotion. It's still none of your fucking business, so piss off. Who's being the twat now? Just because you say you had her first you have to show off to everybody who she goes out with in the future? What a fucking loser you are. What did she do, dump you because you were crap between the sheets and now you're carrying a grudge? Grow the fuck up. You pathetic jackass, I didn't realize my voice was getting louder, but I saw the punch coming a mile away when his right shoulder bulged. I stepped inside and head-butted him full in the face. Fuck it hurt. But he was on the floor with blood streaming down his face from his nose while a chorus of O's sounded throughout the hall. Don't bother getting up, 
I spat at him as I walked away. I'll just put you back down again. Count yourself lucky, I don't fucking piss on you. Needless to say I was in the head teacher's office before lessons began and my mother was picking me up in the car before too. Don't worry about it, she said after I'd explained everything. They won't keep you out for long. They know you are an easy 4A levels for their league table. You'll be back in on Monday, and that was it. I expected a huge bawling out over ruining my chances of going to university, but all my father did was laugh himself silly at the big purple and yellow bruise growing on my forehead and making me look like one of Star Trek's Klingons. At 8 I turned up on Rebecca's doorstep and she was furious. So what the hell happened in school today? That jerk was dissing you, so I put him on the floor. No big deal, I shrugged as I stood out in the drizzle. Are you going to let me in or are we going out? You got suspended over me? Jesus, you're even dumber than I thought you were, she shook her head. Get inside before I change my mind. She closed the door behind me and led me into the lounge. So what the hell happened between you and Clive? Clive? That's his name? He just came up to me and started bragging that he'd slept with you. Then when I gave him a bit of verbal back he took a swing at me, missed, and I Glasgow kissed him on the nose with my head. No big deal. It is a fucking big deal when you get yourself suspended. Jesus. Why the fuck didn't you just ignore him? He didn't look like he wanted to be ignored. Honestly, I think he still fancies you and was trying to put me off by talking shit about you. And? Well, I'm here aren't I? She shook her head in disbelief. He never slept with me, she explained, slumping down on the sofa. I sat opposite her in an armchair. We just fucked once, that's all. That was a bit of a hammer to the balls, I must admit. Obviously you can't go through life thinking every girl you meet is going to be a virgin when she falls into your arms, but I had always thought that my first time would at least be with another virgin. Look, she carried on. I hope you don't think that I'd been mummy's little angel all my life, because I haven't. A couple of years ago I ended up getting mixed up in the wrong crowd with a friend who dragged me along because I had money for booze. We did a little drinking, got a little crazy, one thing led to another and before I knew it was all over and I was walking home crying all alone. It wasn't how I wanted my first time to be, it wasn't how any girl would want her first time to be, but sometimes shit happens. There's no need to explain. It's not important. Yes it is, she interrupted. Not to me. Well, it is to me. Look, I don't know how long we're going to last. We might not even make it through the next hour, but I don't want there to be any secrets, so that if some shithead like Clive starts telling tales you'll at least know the truth from the bull, okay? Fair enough, I accepted, and leaned forward to listen to her. About two years ago, after I'd moved up from lower band to upper band, I was losing all my friends and had no new ones to replace them. Nobody wanted to know me because all the clever girls assumed I was still thick. It's why I've put on weight, I stopped going out altogether and spent almost all my time studying and playing games on the web, I almost asked her what sort of games, but didn't think that this was the right time for that. I got lazy, and comfort ate. I'm working my way out of it, but it's not easy. There was one girl that I used to bother with when I visited my grandmother, and while my gran was looking after me overnight when my parents went away for the weekend I went to a small house party with this girl and some of her friends. There were about a dozen of us, five girls, seven or eight boys, and there was booze. Some of us got tipsy, some of us got drunk. Then my friend said it was time to play dice and would I play. When I asked her how to play, she told me. Each of us took a number, one to six for boys, and one to six for girls. Then there was a list of tasks for the third roll of the dice. 
The first role and second role paired a girl up with a boy, and the third was for what they then did with each other. I said no at first, but when they started playing I ended up watching and after a while the drink sort of took over and I offered to be number 5 for the girls. The tasks weren't all that big a deal, except for the six. Handjobs, fingerfucks, blowjobs, all that kind of stuff. I gotta admit that I got pretty turned on watching these impromptu couples making out. Anyway, the dice rolled and sooner or later my number came up. Then the dice rolled again and Clyde's number came up. And the bastard groaned. I always hated him for that, and that was when I weighed more than a stone less than I do now. On the third roll came the six, and that's when they all started chanting fuck, 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 fuck. Like I said, I was pretty blasted, and before I knew it I ended up on the floor with my skirt pulled up over my waist and Clive just did me. It's still all a blur in my mind. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't raped and I don't have nightmares about it. I went into that dice game with eyes wide open and fully aware of what the risks were and what might happen, but that's the first and the last time that I've done anything with a guy until you kissed me on Monday. The first time was painful, was over in 30 seconds, and I'm not making that up, and afterward I just got up and walked out, ashamed of myself. I haven't spoken to any of them since. It was one of the most hateful, disappointing ways to lose your virginity that you could possibly imagine, but what's done is done. You're the first person I've told and I'd appreciate it if you didn't spread it around, okay? I wouldn't do that. And I'm sorry. If I'd known the truth I'd have just laughed at the little prick instead of flattening him. He was trying to make himself out as some kind of stud, Rebecca showed me a curled little finger that signified what she thought of Clive's manhood, and we both burst out laughing, Rebecca somewhat nervously with a moist look in her eyes. Look, I'm not going to lie to you, I told her. I don't know how long we're going to last, either but I do find you very attractive. The more I look at you the more I see that I find irresistibly alluring. I admit I'm a virgin. I had a chance to lose it when I was 15, but there's no point going there because that's just water under the bridge, a missed opportunity more than anything else, and I'm not looking to lose it anytime soon either. I'm just here to have fun, with you, doing whatever you want to do, and if we get physical further on down the line then so much the better. I'm not going to turn it down. Relax around me. I'm the no-pressure cool dude. Ask anyone, okay? She nodded. Right then, I said, changing the subject. So what are we watching? It was a Harry Potter film, and by the time it was halfway through I was sat on the sofa while she lay on me with her head on my lap, her feet dangling over the edge of the sofa. I played with her hair, caressed her ear with my fingers, but most of the time I wasn't watching the film I'd seen The Prisoner of Azkaban before, and just watched her cleavage moving up and down as she breathed. I knew she was dieting, but I hoped she ended up keeping most of the flesh that I was struggling to keep my hands off. They were big and round and I'm sure she knew that I could barely take my eyes off them moving when she breathed. When the credits rolled she turned her head in my lap and gazed up into my eyes. I bent over and kissed her on the lips, feeling her melt into me as her arms folded around my neck. She was impatient, pushing her tongue into my mouth before I'd fully parted my lips. I put my right hand on her belly as she squirmed into a more comfortable position on my lap, and my fingertips were just a few inches up from sliding between her parted legs where I had watched her own hand work just the night before, then she twisted off my lap and got to her feet. I looked up at her as she stood over me, then she hitched her black dress up to her knees and straddled me, her knees sliding down my flanks, her hot crotch pressing down against my hardening cock, just the thickness of her panties, my jeans and a pair of boxers separating our sex organs. Her head dipped to mine and we sucked on each other's tongues again, and I could feel the twin mounds of her breasts pressing down on me. I was unbelievably uncomfortable, my cock hard as a rock, 
trapped inside my jeans, crushed beneath her insistently pressing weight. You have no idea what you are doing to me, I breathed when we broke apart for air. I can feel it. Don't be shy, she whispered in my ear as she nipped at it with her teeth. I wasn't sure what she meant, but I took a chance and slipped my hands inside her blouse, running my fingers up and down the bare skin of her back, from the base of her spine to the taut band of her bra strap. She moaned into my ear as my fingers glided softly over her spine, then her breath froze when I located the clasp and began to work at it inexpertly. The moment I managed to release the plastic clasp she began to gyrate her crotch against my bulging erection, and as the bra went slack and my hands skated along her flanks to the underside of her heavy tits she slid her tongue wetly inside my ear. I cupped her breasts in my hands, thumbs caressing the bullet-like nipples in precisely the manner that I had watched her do it, and her lips and tongue quickly found mine and we hungrily began kissing while I fondled her tits. Oh god, that feels so nice, she breathed when we broke for air, and I felt the uncontrollable urge to take them in my mouth. I eased her blouse up over her tits and used my hands to guide one of them up to my lips. She gasped as I closed my mouth over the hard bud and began to suck, my other hand still thumbing over the nipple of her other breast. Oh fuck, she moaned, biting her lip as she leaned back, giving me more room to work. I switched breasts, biting down on the other nipple now and tweaking the soaking wet one that I had just been nibbling on with my thumb and forefinger. Her hands closed around my head, pulling me harder onto her tits, making me swallow more of her teats, my tongue circling around the nipple as I jammed more and more flesh into my mouth. I pulled away for breath and her face covered mine, her tongue doing the work in my mouth as my hands pushed her breasts together, the nipples nearly touching each other as I needed them. Nobody has ever done that before, she sighed as our lips released each other again, and she buried her head against my chest, her hands reaching for the buttons of my shirt, popping them open one by one before sliding her own hands inside and caressing my chest. I eased myself back onto the sofa and let her work, my shirt eventually fully unbuttoned as she kissed my own small nipples tenderly, her hands massaging my belly and my flanks absently while I played with her cascading black hair, feeling it tickling me as her head moved on my chest. Then there was the sound of a car door slamming outside, and she instinctively knew that her parents were back home. She slid off me and tidied herself quickly, while I buttoned my shirt, then she threw herself down onto the couch beside me moments before her parents came into the room. Rebecca and I rose to our feet and I beat a hasty retreat to the door, towing her behind me. She kissed me lightly on the mouth as we parted. MSN in five? Sure, I replied, then I pulled her to me, kissed her hard one more time, then walked home to my waiting telescope. To my great disappointment she was still fully dressed when the viewfinder settled on her. The blinds were wide open, my view unobstructed, as she sat in darkness, the glow of the monitor on her face and the keyboard the only light in the room. I watched her for a few minutes, then my laptop beeped its message waiting tone. I ignored it for a moment, teasing her, watching her impatience mount as she stared at the screen waiting for a reply, then I opened her message. What Cha doing? Trying to figure out how to get this damn telescope to go low enough that I can see you. Her reply was lulled. Not sure I like the thought of that, came her next message. You love it, I shot back. What makes you say that, she pushed back. Instinct, I replied. Open your curtains. I don't have curtains. I have Venetian blinds. And they are open. Fuck, wrong window, I lied, grinning. I've put a thick book under one leg of the tripod so it's pointing down your way. She retorted with ROFLMAO, then, can you see me yet? I got you. Jesus, this is a fantastic view. What am I doing, she asked, giving me the middle finger through the window. Being very abusive to someone you just let feel your tits up. Not nice. 
I saw her laugh out loud in her room, then she turned her face to the window and waved. I'd wave back, I messaged. But you'd need a telescope to see. My god, you really can see me. Not enough of you, though. It's a bit of an odd angle from my house to yours. I can see the foot of your bed and your desk, and you're turned away from me when you are sat at the desk. I can see half of your back and half of your side when you're typing. Fucking hell that's scary, she sent. Close the blinds, I advised. Nah, it's cool. I trust you. Jeez, if she ever found out that I'd been watching her cyberfucking over the web for the best part of two months I was history. Dead meat. Any regrets about tonight, I asked. None, came an almost instantaneous reply. You? Just one, I typed. I never got to see your lovely boobs. Boobs? You mean my titties, lol she replied. Yep, them things too. She turned to the window and did exactly what I suspected she would. She lifted her blouse and flashed her tits at me for a half a second. Wow, I typed. I need some tissues. I saw her rock back in her chair as she laughed again, then she turned back to the window and lifted her blouse for a few seconds, letting her tits swing back and forth as she wiggled her shoulders. That's it, I typed. Now I need a fresh pair of jeans. Maybe you should have taken it out, Rebecca sent, attaching a wink. You are so hot, I told her. Most people would freak out if they knew they were being watched. I know I would. I kinda like it. Does it turn you on? It does, she admitted. How much? Very much. What's the wildest thing you would do, knowing that I'm watching but I can't do anything about it, can't stop you or nothing? Geez, Chris. I dunno. Just do it. Now. I watched her hesitate, alternately staring at the screen, then looking at the window, knowing that somewhere out there she was being watched, but could not see anything of who was watching her. This was just what I thought turned her on, was exactly what she had been doing over the internet all the time that I had been spying on her. I hoped like hell she hadn't figured out that I had been watching her all this time and was steering her into doing for me what she had been doing for total strangers. I almost sent a message telling her to forget about it as I watched the indecision of her body language, then she tapped away at her keyboard for a second. Take your woody out and stroke it, she sent, then she turned to the window and spread her legs. Her top came off, thrown onto the bed, and she hitched up her skirt. I quickly sent a message, lights on. All I can see is your silhouette as the glow of the screen is now behind you. She turned at the beeps, read the message, then switched on the lamp on her bedside chest of drawers. It lit her up perfectly. Her skirt was up around her waist, her white panties shining in the lamplight, and I watched awestruck as she eased the gusset aside and showed me her pussy. She reached between her legs and slowly squeezed the sides of her mound together, and her crack duly opened into a glistening slit as she leaked fluids onto her fingers. I held my silence, my engorged cock thick and hard in my hand as I watched her fingers sliding up and down the wet crack. Suddenly she stood, and for a second I thought she was going to turn off the lights and close the blinds, but instead she simply eased her knickers down her thighs and kicked them off. She settled back down in her computer chair and leaned back, spreading her legs wide apart, and she opened her labia with her fingers, showing me the hole that I hoped my cock would very soon be reaming out. Then she pushed a single finger inside that tiny hole and worked it in and out smoothly, in a delicate sawing motion. Her eyes were closed, her mouth slightly open, her head thrown back, tits upthrust as she slowly, deliberately finger-fucked herself. I swallowed dryly as I watched, my cum building up in my balls as my stroking generated the desired biological effect, then I saw her shudder, her thighs swinging closed, then open again as her finger slid out. 
My cum exploded everywhere, streams of it shooting with unprecedented force across the carpet and up the wall of the loft. When I looked back into the telescope the light in her room had gone out and she was sitting nude in front of the monitor once again. A message flashed up on my screen. Well. Holy shit that was the hottest thing I have ever seen, I texted back. How was it for you? Fantastic. Normally it takes a while for me to climax, but knowing you were watching me brought me off so fast. Are we going to do this again? I asked. Wild horses couldn't stop me, Rebecca fired back. Your place or mine tomorrow? Mine, I responded. Your room looks a bit of a mess. She gave me the finger, grinned, and when she logged off her room was plunged into darkness. I was up early in the morning, watching Rebecca stumble out of bed and dress. She paid no attention to the window, just acted like it wasn't there, and I got a few seconds of tit for my troubles that set me up nicely for the rest of the day, my first day of suspension. It dragged. Daytime television sucked, and computer games only kept me busy for so long. Later on I showered, shaved, and tidied my bedroom like it hadn't been tidied in years. My cockbooks were hidden well, my dirty DVDs, bit to rentate off the internet, were tucked away where I doubted even I would find them again. Air fresheners were strategically placed around my room and in the loft around the telescope that had begun to smell a little fasty with all the semen spilled up there recently, and I blew some of my carefully hoarded cash on a bottle of white wine from the local spa and put it in to chill with a bottle of lemonade. It took a while to find a dice, but eventually I stumbled across one in the junk drawer and set it on top of my TV. Just in case of an emergency I put a pack of condoms in my bedside cabinet and made a nice playlist of what I like to call fuck music on the laptop. Some Prince, some INXS, some Kate Bush, and Liz Fair. Some Hole and some PJ Harvey. Girl-friendly seduction tunes. I wasn't expecting to get laid, but I wasn't counting it out, either. When 8 o'clock came and Rebecca knocked on the door everything was perfect. I took her up to my room, poured her a glass of wine, topped it up with lemonade, and we talked about my first missed school day in three years. You should be back in on Friday. Clive went to the headmaster and set things straight. Oh. I told him that if he didn't I'd tell anybody who listens that he's got a tiny prick, can't keep it hard and blows his load in 15 seconds. I almost spat my wine over the walls. Wow, I'd best not get on your bad side. Consider it a warning, she quipped. To be continued. By Milzy for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.